Okay, let's go. Yep. All right, we are recording. That's happening. It's already happening. Okay, here we go. Ready? Hello, and welcome to Lux, the podcast. My name is Margot Morin. I'm America's Catholic sweetheart. And take my yoke. I'm Stephen Antonio. <laughs> take it now. Oh, I love that. Happy, we're recording on the 4th of July, Stephen. No, I'm feeling a lot of freedom. I'm feeling a lot of yep. fireworks. Yeah. Independence. I'm paying taxes. <laughs> Can I just say, I know this makes me old, but I have seen all the fireworks I need to see slash here for the rest of my life. You know what? I, I can um, I can agree with that. I think I it's, it's you know I feel like it's whale watching. I, I'm not I'm not interested until I see a whale, and then I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I feel a little differently about whale watching, but but yeah. fireworks. Fireworks. I'm like. I've seen all the ones I need to see. Yeah. Like it's, impress me. Do something <laughs> different. You know what I do like to do at fireworks is I like to pretend to shoot them so that I, I pull my trigger when it and goes it off. it goes up into the, yeah. No, I want I want to be like, you can kind of see it when you're really close and you're like, right. and you're like, I got it. Oh, that's cute. That's cute, Steven. Uh, you know, here we are, uh, Lux, the podcast. And do you remember, you remember what we do here? Yeah, right? we listen to the gospel. That's the L. That's right. You do wonderful research. And that's the understanding that comes with it. And then throughout the whole uh, 90 minute episode, we talk about our experience. <laughs> right, right, right. And that's Phil's Lux. Yeah. And that's why we call it that. <laughs> but we right. always start with an icebreaker. <laughs> and today's icebreaker questions are tell us what you like to do at the beach and a storybook you remember from your childhood. Uh, what I like to look, do at the beach is look at it from an air conditioned house. That's what I like to look. At. I like to do <laughs> okay. that. Yeah. Or visit it in the winter. That's my favorite thing. Okay. Time to go to the beach. Uh, give a mouse a cookie. I use that line all the time. You do. Yeah. yeah. That was one that really left a mark on you. All right. My, you know, for me, uh, I'm not a beach person either. Mm -hmm. I get really, really bored sitting around at the beach and it, and the noise and the wind i don't know i'm i'm an old person do you like do you like walking on the beach at night though yeah i would love i would love to do that and yeah. i i went to walk on the beach once when i was in high school with a bunch of my friends who were mm. all like super high i wasn't because i was a good girl back yeah. then but it, there was something happening at that time that the beach would glow when you walked on it it had like some kind of oh. Luminescent algae, yeah. something going on, and my it was beautiful and amazing. But my stone friends were like blown away. away. So that's yeah. one of that's my favorite beach memory. I think. Yeah, and so it had to be at night too because you just was, see the yeah. luminescence. Yeah, yeah, very cool. The herbalescence. Um, <laughs> the book that stands out to me from my childhood is Saggy Baggy Elephant. Okay. No, no. It was one of those golden books, and it was about a little elephant who hadn't grown into his skin yet. And he liked to, you know, because, okay. you know, so it was yeah. saggy and baggy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so here's what happens on Lux. So I'm going to read you the gospel, <laughs> which is from Matthew. We're looking at Matthew 13, chap chapter 13, verses 1 to 12. It's the mm -hmm. 15th Sunday of Ordinary Time. 
And the gospel goes a little bit like this. On that day, Jesus went out of the house and sat down by the sea. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got onto a boat and sat down, and a whole crowd stood along the shore. And he spoke to them at length in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and birds came up and ate it. Some fell on the rocky ground where it, where it had little soil. It sprang up at once because the soil was not deep. And when the sun rose, it was scorched and it withered for lack of roots. Some seed fell among thorns and the thorns grew up and choked it. But some seed fell on rich soil and produced fruit a hundred or sixty or thirty fold. Whoever has ears ought to hear. The disciples approached him and said, why do you speak to them in parables? He said to them in reply, because knowledge of the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven has been granted to you, but to them it has not been granted. To anyone who has, more will be given, and he will grow rich. From anyone who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables, because they look but do not see, and hear but do not listen or understand. Isaiah's prophecy is fulfilled in them, which says, You shall indeed hear but not understand. You shall indeed look but never see. Gross is the heart of these people, and they will hardly hear with their ears. They have closed with their eyes. They have closed their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and be converted, and I heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. Amen, I say to you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Hear then the parable of the sower. The seed sown on the path is the one who hears the word of the kingdom without understanding it, and the evil one comes and steals away what was sown in his heart. The seed sown on rocky ground is the one who hears the word and receives it at once with joy. But he has no root and lasts only for a time. When some tribulation or persecution comes because of the word, he immediately falls away. The seed sown among thorns is the one who hears the word, but then the worldly anxiety and the lure of riches choke the word, and it bears no fruit. But the seed sown on rich soil is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields a hundred or sixty or thirtyfold. Lord. Yeah, 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 yeah. A mouthful. Could have been so, done some editing. Yeah. Again, right? Yeah. Who's in charge of this? Well, there is a shorter version that you just skipped right over. Yeah, that'd be like, so here's the thing. It's in like three sections this yeah. reading, right? Yeah. There's that first bit with a, about the sower. And then the last bit explains that bit. Mm-hmm. And then in the middle, it's this whole thing about like, why are you talking to him this way? And him being sort of cranky because they they don't understand. Yeah, which which yeah, which we all could relate to as ministers. Yes, yes true. And also, when people who are like have faith and they want answers, like there's no evidence that God gives you answers. Oh. Jesus even spoke in parables. Yeah. So, like, so you're saying it's like we're when we expect God to be clear. Yeah, 
And he's like, when, when was I ever clear? <laughs> good point. <laughs> That's a good point. You're barking what up made, the wrong What Jesus. thing, what past behaviors made you think that that would be different? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this I just remember this reading like in the past. It was all about like sewing, and I'm my father has a garden that took is oh, yeah. in in the place of my my dream pool, and oh. so anytime this reading came over, I was like, "Well, it's about gardening, so I'm not listening." <laughs> <laughs> is he really holding a grudge against all nature? All things, but it was you know it's 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 written in a in a circle. You know, it's like yeah. this and that and. Just seems like, which I can understand with Jesus doing parables, though, because it's they didn't understand, and even those, even the, his twelve didn't understand either. Mm, true. It's like I yeah. feel like, like a, a a director, like or a writer of a story, like knows the ending, but he doesn't want the actors to know the ending. But you know, okay, the, yeah, those kind of actor, those directors. But anyways, and these and these people, um, the people following him are like the people who read the imdb synopsis while they're watching the movie yes yeah exactly yeah which i do yeah um i'm gonna put this in a little context for you okay yeah 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 the lectionary skips chapter 12 in matthew but it's pretty important at setting up this scene okay so i'm gonna read you a little bit about more reading Uh, it's just a quote it's okay (laughs) i'm not reading you the bible anymore okay (laughs) Um, but wait, oh, because you notice how cranky he is. Like he's, he actually, I feel like there's a grumpy tone all the way through this. Okay. Right. So here's why in chapter 12, opposition to Jesus has intensified. The Pharisees now debate Jesus directly. They plot his death. The, you know, he's opened things up to Gentiles and the Jewish leaders, the Pharisees want him dead. So Things have really reached a tipping point there, right? So we're going to come back to this. But that's really kind of why he's in this cranky mood. And remember, it says on that day, like he's just had a, he's just basically had an argument with people. They sent um, his mother and his brothers to track him down because they thought he was losing his mind. Do you remember the story? And he says, who are my mother? Who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Hmm. Because they're like, basically, they're holding an intervention for him. Oh, okay. So on that very same day, he walks out yeah. of that intervention and, and he walks goes, out of the house and goes down to the sea. Yeah. And then people and where we are now. follow him. Right. Right. So he's, he's annoyed, I think, that people seem to be continuing to miss the point yeah right right like they're all like um you know you're doing tricks i want you to heal me try this do this you know perform for us yeah so and he he uh is doing the opposite of what like most leaders do which is like i'm a leader so i have all the answers so i'm not I'm just going to tell you the answer rather than you actually going and exploring the answer yeah. you already probably know. Yeah. Um, so, mm. like, even that tactic is exhausting for Jesus because he's like, right? He, he could, could just, just give tell the answer. answer. Yeah, he right. knew that. 
Margot and Steve would be reading this gospels centuries later. Right. To to determine it, what yeah. it means. Exactly. Exactly. <sighs> um, but I can, I can feel his, uh, his like, I just want to be alone. Yeah. You know, he has to like go to the, take a boat to probably dress the crowd. Yeah. I, I kind of like a Jesus who is stressed out sometimes and frustrated. Yeah. You know, I don't need um, like a Jesus who is peaceful and happy and cheery the whole time is not all that helpful to me. Yeah, that's more divine. I also am not that. So yeah. I need like a Jesus who can, who's not going to be like disappointed in me when I have feelings, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did speak at length. So, I mean, even if he was like a little like grumpy, he didn't. True. He did speak at length and saying multiple parables, which, you know, we all suffered <laughs> while reading this. Yes. Right. <laughs> so he punished them with a speech. Is what yeah, he he's like, oh, you want me to talk? Well, I'm going to talk for seven hours and I'm not going to give you any straight answers and you're right. going to go home confused. Right. Exactly. So settle in. Yeah. Do we want to take dive into this parable? Yeah. So sure. basically, make sure if you're going to do anything, yeah, is that you have the correct support system around it, which is the oh. so right to the point. Bada bing, bada okay. bing. Okay. Yeah. There's going right. to be some this people is... that are going to choke you out. They're going to be. They're going to act like your friends, look like you, want the same materials, but they're going to just stop your ability. And that's yeah. the thorns, aka mm -hmm. weeds. I think. Yeah. Um, but you gotta. You gotta yeah. fall on good supportive ground to start to produce fruit. Do you have like us have you experienced this personally? Um oh uh, yeah. <clears throat> Every time I start a diet, it is not on rich soil at all. Yeah. 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 That's true. I this makes me think about how that maybe this is a big secret of Catholic ministers, but at some point in every Catholic conversation, conversation between Catholic ministers, the question comes up like, if you weren't working for the church, would you go to mass? Right. Right. I've had this conversation with everyone. Yep. And um, the thing that hits that this hits on here is that like having a community makes makes it easier like makes it possible to just hang in there right yeah so like the seeds all the same mm -hmm. right the seed that the sower is sowing is just the same seed it doesn't right even rely on the seed at all it's just about where the conditions that it lands on it's planted right <laughs> yeah that's right uh, yeah very true very true yeah so it is it's so important like i think especially for someone who's new to their faith to find people First. that they can like that will support them yeah yeah and you and you um can't expect everyone to be on their best behavior when they come to church too because we all go like through different things at different times as well yeah. um and even like back to like the guardian uh, garden making a garden and these seeds like there are also um ways that you can use different plants to support other plants so Ooh. if you i was seeing something online that you can do like i don't know like a tall tomato plant in between mm -hmm. a um a, a smaller plant because then it will give it shade during this 
mm-hmm. other plants will give you shade and then like that actually ta- takes away the bugs and like there's just different ways that you can like mix plants together so that it all kind of works which is kind of right. you know humans are too different personalities different things that we're working on all can support each other strengths and gifts that we have right this i i don't know if this applies but you're reminding me that uh, i read somewhere that uh, the redwood trees you know big redwood trees yeah are they actually couldn't stand up if they were by themselves they're like intertwined in the root system yeah with other trees and they yes. hold each other up that way yep yeah, i think that's exactly. so cool that's yeah such a good like a such a good image of a church right right Right. It's the people. It's the people. It's not the service. It's not. It's always about the people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's what makes it right. Yeah. It's because like I don't uh, as much as I enjoy mass as it is, it's it's the people I see at mass that I want to that I get a, that gets me off the couch. Yeah. 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 Yep. I um, can't help but think that this gardener in the parable is not a very good gardener. Mm, yeah right <laughs> because if you're a gardener and you have only so many seeds why are you throwing them on rocky soil like what right he must be new it's is he or she is trying different things he's a little scientist he's doing <laughs> oh. the, doing the method oh okay yeah yeah, Those, yeah. So, margo i don't think it's about the gardener I do. I do. And here's why, Stephen. Okay. The gardener. I think the gardener. Okay. This is what I think about this every year when this comes up. My husband always is planting grass in our yard, right? Mm -hmm. He loves, he would love to have a lush green lawn. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but he plants it under an oak tree. So it does not grow. Shade. Right. And sometimes he's he's overseeded or overwatered and it gets kind of funky and and that reminds me of this this sower which is god who is like generous to a ridiculous fault mm-hmm. right like stop well, you're wasting seeds right yeah you're wasting seeds why are you doing this but this this gardener's like i'm hopeful I'm, I refuse to give up hope that this could be, that this could sprout. This could be a thing. Okay. So I think about God's generosity every time I hear this, like, I like that stupid generosity, like, you know? Yeah. Non-logical. Right. Exactly. I found this quote that I think fits this and I think it, it works. It's in, well, you'll hear, why don't I just read the quote? All these wasted seeds seem to go against our ideas of effective and efficient ministry. How many farmers today would sow seed as the sower did in the parable? None that I know of. It's just not efficient or effective. Too much is wasted. How does this challenge our understanding of being faithful in our ministries, our stewardship, our evangelization, our service, our worship? Should we be wasting baptism, in quotes, on children whose parents probably won't be back? Should we distribute the forgiveness of sins through Christ's body and blood uh, to everyone who comes forward? Might we be wasting some of God's grace on unrepentant sinners? Uh, Should we be mailing newsletters to people who probably don't read them? Should we distribute flyers or go door to door knowing that much of the paper and work will be wasted? 
have you considered this in your ministry? Have you been like, well, you know, why are we being so generous to people who will never, whatever, keep coming or put money in the basket or anything like that? I don't want to be wasteful for those that, that come. So if they're coming, like we should give them a hundred percent. Okay. And of ourselves and ministries and let them try different things. I don't know if, if, because right now there's like a conversation of like, oh, we should, we know there's a lot of people like missing from our church who have not yeah. returned after COVID. And I'm like, I think they're fine or yeah. they're not. But like my, my thing is like, let's focus on the people who come mm -hmm. and make, make sure that their faith is, is on, is on solid, rich soil. And mm -hmm. then, and then we can ask them to invite people back in. Yeah. Um, Cause I do feel like, a flyer or a mailing is throwing seeds into the sun on mm -hmm. uh, sorting. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's kind of like, hmm, I don't know. It's tough. It's really, it's, it's tough because I hope that like, I mean, we always hear the story, like one story from every like DRE meeting of like this one, one child inspired their mom and dad to get confirmed or something like that. And yeah. Um, so I guess it's nice. I don't know. I, I it's it's a good quote because it's challenging, and I don't mm -hmm. think I have a real answer, <laughs> which is fine. I, I um, I think this comes up mostly around um, sacraments for Catholics. Oh yeah. Like, should we? Or, well, I guess everywhere. Like uh, people who don't baptize infants, they're like, why are we? Why are we baptizing someone who can't even understand the grace they're given? Right. Yeah. And in the church, in the Catholic church, why are we giving sacraments to people who we know are never going to come back or who have never right. been here before? Like yeah. what, um, someone, there's a phrase called cheap grace, which okay. is like, you know, basically just taking the grace, but never kind of, I don't know, working for it, I guess. Yeah. And the church wor worries about that a lot what yeah i think it, you know I, too free and too easy right i think they they're taking god out of it because they are they're they're like but they're not coming back and i'm like but you don't know what's happening in their heart right. it's you don't know what's that this is might be a. but that i think this is why it's more important that when people actually step into your church that it is a wonderful welcoming yeah part because something in their lives made them come here right. for whatever reason and you want to like show the best and right. be show the be love rich soil yeah i better be rich you know? soil. yes 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 so um i mean we we this kind of kind of goes with alpha too like um you know people come to alpha with and they they're and sometimes in in this past uh siri you know, guests were like kind of grumpy or, you know, they said something that like we would never say or something like that. But I'm like, this is this is human beings like this. Yeah. is This is the time to do this, you know, right. and, um, and maybe you don't agree with it or maybe it was shocking what they said. But like, that's what they think or that's what they believe. And you we got to be OK with that because because it's like throwing seeds on rocks. You know, yeah. it's we still um have to be able to recognize that um that grace is given mm -hmm. to us undeservedly mm -hmm. and 
we can't just take God out of the equation too when it comes to um all of this other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people when you hear this gospel might think like, oh, which which is my story? Which where, you know, I the seed is in me. What kind of situation am I in? Right. Mm -hmm. Am I am I on scorched in the sun? Am I this? Am I that? But yeah. I do feel like this is a message to the church overall. Mm -hmm. Like that we know this happens. We know that someone who, you know, receives the word or gets, you know, saved in other churches or who yeah. has a really big experience of the Holy Spirit, like a an, an evolution, you know, kind of moment. Like we can't just say like, okay, well, good luck with that. Right. Mm -hmm. Like we, we have a choice as a church, whether or not to be the good soil. Right. And, a lot of churches really focus on the sewing bit. They're like, congrats, you've you've met Jesus. Now we need to find someone else to introduce to Jesus, right? Yeah. But the church's job, and I think Christian's job, is to be that soil for each other. Yeah, I do. And I also think like with the different denominations and just different like parishes too, I mean, there is some seed that would thrive in a rocky climate. And there is seed, and the seed that was given and the birds ate, hey, you fed a bird. So, um, the circle of life. So, there is, there is, you know, maybe you need to, maybe your rich soil is just different than, and then other people too. But I think what I, what I believe is that he's talking about maybe some other worldly things that we, um, allow to choke us, that allow us to, to scorch us. And what he's saying is like, me the relationship with god relationship mm -hmm. with me is the rich soil that will be fruitful oh, okay. in your life okay. so um but again it's a parable so you can take it in multiple ways that's uh, true right so sure. and, and how it affects in 10 years it might be something totally different to me mm -hmm. yeah so true so true and that's why I think he lives in parables, because if he just gave you the answers, there is that not, there's no free will to decide. That's really true. And I I always feel like these parable readings are kind of like Rorschach block. Mm -hmm. like you're like, I hear it one year and I'm like, oh, yeah, this means this. And then I hear it another yeah. year and things have changed. And I'm like, oh, I didn't see that before. Yeah. And I, I've been really, I mean, ever since we've kind of been recording this, I've been really loving the parables and I was really? thinking of, of doing the Lex the Lex, excuse me, the Lenten series as all parables because Ooh. there's no answers. Right. <laughs> so Ooh. that would be six weeks of just like, all right, what do we think? Oh my gosh. People will be so mad. I know. Be like, I tell know. us the answer. Yes. And we're like, well, I'll do the same thing as Jesus did. Just love you. Yeah. Oh, annoying. <laughs> um, this remember that we've learned about Matthew's the People? audience Matthew's yeah. writing to, right? Mm -hmm. They're they're they've been rejected by their church. They're really starting to fall apart, right? They're starting yeah. to like say, Oh, you know what? Fine. Fine, we'll give up on this Jesus thing and just go back to our Jewish roots. Like, you know, we're fine, we can't take it. Right. Mm -hmm. So in light of that. I feel like part of this is really written to those those messianic Jews, right? Okay. Because he's he's angry in this story. Mm -hmm. He's grumpy. He's grumpy. He's he's grumpy. He's he needs grumpy. a cookie. 
And he's well, you know, if you give Jesus a cookie, a cookie, oh my gosh, he'll save all our sins. Oh gosh. <laughs> um, he's in that middle section where he's kind of chewing people out for not being willing to hear, right? For yeah, not being yes. willing to understand. Um, and he's kind of saying like, you you need to open your eyes. You've yeah. heard this. You lots of people have wanted to hear what you're hearing, and you. Are about to give it up mm-hmm. like you need to focus up you know mm-hmm. so i think that's kind of interesting too like to think about matthew whoever is matthew writing to his population being like here there's something in this parable for you yes right and it is hang in there yeah right yeah right it's it's a two good messages, right? He has the messages for the larger people, and he has a message for the people who are closest to him, and it's basically just yeah. listen up. Yeah. I love it. I mean, how many times have we heard in ministry, like, these great, um, you know, like, fa- um, parents are the first catechesis of their families, right? And we yeah. hear this for decades and decades, and then when do we actually change programs? Like, 30 years right. later. So, right. like, and we're like, oh, yeah, I've heard, you know, so yeah. it, it's such a human thing for us to be told what we're, we're supposed to do over and over again and until one day to just like have something click ain't that the truth and as a fully man and fully god i would be like these humans are dumb <laughs> dumbass humans yes like come on yeah yeah three freaking years people it's gotta be frustrated it <laughs> got me yeah, it just he doesn't seem like he has a time like a time. I mean, as a person that loves personal alone time, yeah. I can definitely be in like going from a fight in the house oh, to yeah. going to like my I want to just no wonder why he was running from people. Yeah, I need to process a Yeah, minute. and especially like a minute. The heat's on him because of yeah. uh, the Pharisees and now he's including Gentiles. It's like Oh, yes. Poor Jesus. I mean, I feel like that he definitely experienced the human side of just being around humans. Yep. He didn't even With need to be human. <laughs> um, any kind of last thoughts on this reading for you personally? How's your soil these days? Uh, my soil is um, is not so rich. Um, just to feel I've, I've been on vacation and I've mm. the last month I've taken time off of work just to kind of use up my vacation. And so I haven't really been like fully immersed in my ministry mm. as I normally am. I'm probably finding more of a life balance. Mm. So I'm kind of in a, in a transition. Um, so I'm probably going from like a little pot of, um, of a tomato plant to a bigger garden and just kind of figuring out how to work within the bigger garden interesting okay we'll see we'll see how that works especially like going into next year this is the time to plan for next year and prepare yeah and so um i kind of yeah i'm just kind of it's it's good i think it's good i'm just in transition you're in the fertilizing yeah stage okay yeah definitely switching soils maybe adding some nutrients something different something like that yeah yeah what about yourself i am in a good i'm in good soil and i'm 
I'm in a garden, I think, where people, because they're all 62 or older, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of them pre-Vatican II sort of upbringing. Oh, all right. And so they've had sort of a rocky road of of faith from the church. But I, I'm, I'm really wanting to move them from um, this feeling like they just need to go to church and say the things and then mm-hmm. go home to being the church for each other, like being the soil for each other and accepting mm-hmm. each other no matter what stage of faith they're in, that sort of thing. Yeah. So it's a it's an interesting time. I'm feeling like God and I are doing some some gardening together. Some good work. I hope so. Some weeding, some pruning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. Not Support? yet. Just planting, no? I think. Just Still planting. planting and yeah. Yeah. Nice. One of, one of my favorite images for for church, I guess is that i used to grow morning glories okay you know, the, they're like beautiful flowers that only open in the morning and they're on a vine okay so you plant them in the ground and they grow a few inches and then they start to kind of look for something to attach to oh. and if you've ever seen like a plant in you know sped up motion a video of that the yep. like swirling around looking looking for something to grab okay and and hopefully they grab the thing you want them to grab too, right? Like yep. the fence or whatever. Sometimes they grab onto themselves and turn sort of back on themselves. Okay. And don't go anywhere. Sometimes they grab onto something you don't want them to grab onto, right? And Gosh. they end up getting kind of mowed down or whatever. But so the best way to know that they're going to connect to the thing that you want to connect them to is you you hang some string from that thing down to your morning glory pants, right? Okay, so they can so that's, find it. It's the thing that they can find the easiest. Okay. And that string gets them to whatever it is you're trying to get them to attach to. Hmm, an on-ramp of some sort. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I I just love that kind of idea that, the, that you know, God's the tree or the fence or whatever. Yep. And the string is is us. Okay. Right. We're, we're all we can do is just like be there, ready to be the the kind of trail that leads to God. Okay. So it's kind of like this image of reaching out your hand, you know, like here, 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 grab me. Nice. I love that. Isn't that cool? Yeah, I've been looking at images of more morning glories. They're pretty. I love them. And I and I see the vining. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. There's so many great, um, so many great images in gardening. Mm. So if mm. you can soften your heart to the garden in your backyard, Stephen, I think. <laughs> well, you know, I think hopefully uh, in years it will become an, an elevated garden. So I think that will be. Oh more. yeah. The, you could have those... a pool underneath it. There. You're you're getting Bam. there. You're getting there. Maybe a spa at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a good idea. But yeah. I'm you can just... use it. After you um, use your rowing machine, cool down. <laughs> that's right. Okay, Stephen. I think that's. I think we've put uh, this in some good soil. Yes, I right? think so too. We need to wrap up before the fireworks start. It's literally raining in my town, and I'm hearing fireworks, and I don't 
I just don't get it. So, yeah. Yeah. I I just turned on my AC, so mm-hmm. white noise galore all around. Right. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that. There's a park down the street that people do fireworks in, so it's like far enough away to yeah. maybe or still enjoy them. Right across the street, so. Oh, no. Yeah. But, you know, there's always beer. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, thank you so much for listening. We hope this has been helpful for you. And we we hope you like hanging out with us as much as we like hanging out with you. Yes, exactly. Happy 4th of July, two weeks ago when you hear this. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hope it was well. Hope we did well uh, in July so far. Yeah, 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 yeah. so far. See you next week on Lux, the podcast. The podcast. Lux Podcast is written by Margot Morin. The podcast is edited by Stephen Antonio. Margot Morin is available for spiritual direction, and you can view her blog at margomorin.com. Stephen Antonio is available for production of podcasts, and he can be found at at stephenantonio.com. Follow us on Instagram at lux underscore the podcast. 